A couple years ago, we saw the most beautiful being we've ever seen in real life, and that was Chris Hemsworth. Uh, so I saw him. And this A while time, ago. That was like five years ago, right? Yeah, that was probably like five years ago. So I've never seen a more beautiful man, for sure, in my life than him uh, up close. But every year and around he, Christmas... He's been in the same room as me, by the way, so that's safe. <laughs> Well, let's just say all the stud finders would be jumping off you and jumping to him. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, we were so <laughs> wrong. <laughs> hey, let's go. Welcome to the show. It's me, Spencer. Me, Brandon. I'm here here i have a i have a bit of a bone to pick with you oh boy um we've talked about this before but i don't know if we have on the podcast but i'll tell you what i ask you a question and when your response is sure man that really <laughs> drives me crazy <laughs> what's I, wrong with sure i haven't i even googled it before and uh, I know that you say it means yes, and it's more positive than it comes across to me. But I'm here to tell you, <laughs> maybe the maybe the words changed or something, but I do not find it. I find it uh, more negative than positive, like, uh, sure, I guess. I think it depends on how, because when I type it, it's, sure, yeah. that's, how, that's how you should hear it, not... <laughs> Yeah, uh, sure. Sure. See, if you... it was sure is S-H-U-R-E, and that means, yeah, I'll do it, but I'm not jazzed about it. But S-U-R-E, that is, that is top excitement. There's a, there's a word sure with an H? I thought uh, that was like a brand. It is, but I'm just saying... <laughs> but if there's more of a shh sound when it, when you say it, it's it's. Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. I got it. Sure. So it's how you say it. So sure. Sure. I don't know. Because because when I look but it up, sure. sure means confident in what one thinks or knows, having no doubt or certainly is what you would use it as as an adverb. Yeah. I mean that definition says it right there. That's it's, exactly what I mean. It's an informal way of saying yes or all right, but I don't know. Maybe it's just how well, I think, say. Think it. about it this way: like, uh, what if I was? What if you did something for me, or uh, you did something to me, and I said, "Thanks, pal," or "Thanks, pal." You know how it, it, is there? Is there the same meaning for those two "thanks, well, pals"? There is with how you say it. So I guess it's just the message. Yeah, it's the uh, tone of voice, but the, the I am meaning. doesn't come across that as easily. Right. It's the lack of emotion that comes across in a, and I guess and this is this. Oh, go ahead. It, it might be too. Just like when I say sure, that's what I mean. Is like I guess. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But sure. you you use sure as a. Yes. I so. do. I do have a problem with. Um, the way that my tone comes across sometimes, even when speaking. So like, 
if I'm at like a funeral or something, I might say sorry for your loss. Uh, but I, I'm really sorry. <laughs> but, you know, it sounds sarcastic, but that's just how I talk. No, yeah, I'm the same. And I I always have a sarcastic tone, so people have to ask if I'm being serious. I'm like, yeah, I'm being exactly. serious. I so like, the, you I like ask your if I'm, example. Uh, <laughs> if you ask if I'm ready, I usually I'll be like, sure. Sure, I That's guess. a different way. <laughs> I guess. No, I am. Yeah, my shirts are always upbeat whenever they are in okay. regards to you, Spencer. And, and my shirts are the opposite. So if I give you a shirt, <laughs> it's me being. Well, now we know. Uh, fine. Okay. Well. There we go. Because I've I've learned my wife sure is negative as well. She oh she doesn't or more pessimistic or whatever. Yeah, I can imagine pretty much every wife's sure is pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. Well I just wanted to clear that. Well I'm curious how our listeners feel. Um, maybe we'll segment out this clip of sure and see if people comment on our Instagram uh, about sure. All right. Or we can make a poll. We can make a poll on our own Instagram. So do it. Anyway. Uh, the next thing I wanted to bring up is uh, it's official, Brandon. The elections are over. They as of yesterday. As of yesterday, December 6th. Let uh, it they, be known and let it be recorded. That's right. They they did a thing called a canvas of a vote, which I found out just meant uh, they have to pay the county for a certain fee for people that run. And so if you ever want to stick it to your county, I guess just run and not take it serious. And then it's just wasting uh, money. They pay for every single person that runs? Regardless yeah. Of... And I don't know what the fee is or anything. But What do they pay? Why doesn't the runner have to pay it? I don't know, but I'm glad. Well, probably because it's part of democracy. I don't know. Democracy! <laughs> democracy! Uh-huh. For the republic. For democracy. That's a fun fact. That's Brianne's favorite quote in all of Star Wars. Oh, really? <laughs> Just how Obi-Wan says it to yeah. Anakin. He is Anakin, very my passionate about it. <laughs> my allegiance is to the republic. To democracy. <laughs> we all should be more passionate about our allegiance to democracy. Um, anyway, so, so that's what that meeting is, is a canvas where they just approve. And, and it was kind of funny because there was a bit of a hubbub about the total votes. Yeah. So, I don't know, Clinton now seems to have a history of the votes counted and the ballots submitted seem to be different hmm. uh, in the past couple elections. And so this one happened again. So, so there we, is voter fraud happening in Clinton, <laughs> Utah. Well, I don't know if we'll go that far, but there was... Is like it the six... voting machines again? Those, those voting no, this, machines. This election was overwhelmingly um, mail-in ballots. Oh. But anyway... Um, there was like a discrepancy. So some of them were, so typically what happens when you put in your melon vote, if you forget to put a signature on it or your signature doesn't match, they send it back to you and give you a chance to correct it. 
uh, or do they have a it. do they have a file of my signature somewhere? Where when have I submitted my signature? Your driver's license. I Ooh. Okay. Which huh. is fun because I used to have a wild signature. I used to sign my name and then draw like a little spider around it. Or <laughs> Spider Man. Man. Good old days. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I think it just goes off of that. Okay. Um, well, anyway. you never said what the results are. The result, results are official. What are they? Yeah, so long story short, there was a fun little thing a 10 minute meeting turned into like a 20 minute meeting. Uh, they approved it, but the official votes, you, you want the exact numbers? Yes. Oh, yeah, let me find these here. Uh, da, 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 da. All right, are you ready for this? The last place, Mr. Thompson got 1,158 votes. And I noticed that he had his signs up in uh, prohibited areas, by the way, so <laughs> it serves him right. <laughs> well. The big problem was the signs were put up like a week after the after main voting. Well, because <laughs> it got pushed back in Utah. Oh yeah, yeah. So he put it. He put them off late. But anyway, uh, Mr. Stark uh, got one thousand four hundred forty-four. So that's kind of a fun Ooh. number. But he got fourth place. And people were able to vote for three people, right? Up, so this up to three. So you didn't to have three. to vote for three. Um, but okay. you could because there was three open seats. Uh, Mr. Searle got one thousand six hundred twenty-five, so that's a nice number too. Uh, Mr. Gray in second place with a fun a fun year or number uh, eighteen twenty. Oh, so yeah. some of us will be we will have fond a fondness for that year. I can't remember uh, which main event happened that year, but. <laughs> Um, And then after that, uh, in first place was one Mr. RV. That would be me. Oh. uh, With 1,985 votes. So 15 away from 2,000. Three away from my birth year. That would have been nice if I got three more votes for 1988. But 1985. Wow. That's the uh, year that Back to the Future. Uh, takes place in. There we go. So that's good. My brother was born that year, so it's a, it's fun because I became super interested in the final number, not necessarily the result that I was on top, but I just wanted to know the number that I needed to remember to be like, yeah, 1985's the the thing. If I got a jersey, I would put 1985 on it. So you had uh, almost 2,000 votes for you um, out of that what that there must be three thousand people in Clinton. <laughs> no, there's like I think twenty thousand, but only. So you're saying that? <laughs> but that uh... many didn't vote. Only <laughs> only thirty percent voted. Thirty percent of the population, oh, or so seventy percent of the population, don't give a hoot if uh, who's in the city council. Well, like. I guess we should should specify even further it was 30 percent of the registered voters ah i see of everybody so So. you're excluding kids and so we can say if there's twenty thousand people take out a third we'll say seven eight thousand kids so twelve thousand this is good math right off the top so that is about that's about a well that's actually about a 
for uh, the people. Wait, I'm trying to do the math here. So, one, so one sixth of the 12,000 yeah. that could vote. And I think 30% is pretty average or standard in most elections. So hmm. it looks like the total amount of votes was 3,475. That's how many people voted. Okay. I got 1985. So I got like 58% or whatever of Ooh. the votes. That's yeah. Cool. So there you go. But then you lost in the Electoral College, I'm guessing. No, I'm pretty sure I, I won that. Oh, you won both. <laughs> they don't have that for <laughs> city council. They'll be crazy. We're doing my brain. I made it up and said, based off of all the districts we have, uh-huh. um, I did I did pretty good. So that was fun. It was fun to run uh, a, a campaign to be in an election. Um, right. It's also fun to to win. <laughs> so, um, but. Yeah. Do you do you see yourself as uh, being the voice of reason on the city council, like the person that's going to come up with objections to everything they try to do? <laughs> the devil's advocate. Or... The devil's advocate. Yeah. I just have to disagree to disagree. Well, you know, just to get discussion going. No, I don't. I don't know what to expect. Honestly, this is a whole new territory for me. Do you get to wear like a white wig with a ponytail? Are you gonna? I probably should. That'd be nice. Bring that back. And a robe. I think you're first. <laughs> I have a couple. Of, I have a couple of graduation robes that you can you can choose from. I just showed my first day in a, a robe, high waisted pants. A, a yes. Wig, and, and some, a wig. Some loafers. What are some those spectacles called? that rest on the tip of your nose. <laughs> and they're like, "What is going on?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm just back to." 1776. Yeah, just bringing uh, dignity back to the council. <laughs> yes, I love it. No, there's no way I'm doing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's pretty exciting. So we'll we'll see what what we do if we want to. We, we joked about recording a short podcast about the latest updates in Clinton. If anything gets super juicy, we'll put it on this main show. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do want Clinton Clinton City uh, hot <laughs> goss. That's what I want. Well, some of it's pretty funny. I've got some good stories already, but I don't know when the statute of, statute of limitation supplies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if your constituents will appreciate if you're making fun of them. Uh, on a podcast when they bring up ridiculous uh, things in the city council meeting. I mean, I'm not going to name names, so it should be fine. Everybody knows that Harold is a crosswalk, uh, you know, I don't know. Hey, so far, (laughs) people have asked me what the two biggest things already in Clinton are, and it's it's high-density housing, because there's a shortage in Utah of houses. Which is a boring yep. one. Um, the the more sexy or exciting one is the Clinton people are very devoted to chickens, and, oh. and and they just want everyone wants so many chickens. And there's like ordinances that certain lot sizes can't have chickens. And then the bigger you go, the you're restricted on how many chickens you can have, and how many roosters, right? Like, I mean, I are roosters not even on the table yet here? Yeah, I don't think they're on the table. I think. 
that's a no-no. You want to learn a, a fun fact about roosters I just learned? I do, yes. Since, since you ask, uh, <laughs> did you know that their, their cock-a-doodle-doo uh, can reach uh, decibel levels of over 100 decibels? Wow. And if you were out there just screeching away every day, it might damage your ears. But guess what? They have a, uh, a natural earplug that slides into place when they crow. Huh. So when they open their mouth to go cock a doodle doo, that little earplug slides into place to block their, their little ear holes. That's wild. How did you learn this? Oh, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know, actually. It just uh, came up randomly. <laughs> I might be making that up. Uh, no, it sounds uh, real. Probably, probably saw it on Instagram or something. <laughs> I just, that, imagine if we had that and it would be like triggered when you're getting nagged or something. (laughs) (laughs) Slides in like, it probably does anyway. We have like a mental block to it. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably true. I wish that we had some of those like natural features like, you know, seals or whatever have like built in goggles, like a lens that slides over their eye when they're swimming. Oh yeah. That might be false, but I think it's true. Uh, or other animals to that say. sort of thing. Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say, really? But I wish we had more natural features like that. I feel like the best thing we have is a thumb. And I mean, that that, that led to our yeah, rise I, in dominance, but I still. Mean, I think isn't a frontal lobe or whatever really what sets uh, it It's overrated. <laughs> I want to be able to swing through the trees with ease. Yeah, when you watch like any type of monkey or gorilla or whatever swing with ease, it's just like amazing. Like their yeah. upper body strength or even lower body, all of their strength, their proportional. It strength. seems unnatural, right? Because you think to yourself, man, I cannot. No. <laughs> have you have you tried to do the rings or the monkey bars as an adult? It's laughable. Oh yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> Unless you're a ninja warrior, but. Uh, it's impossible to hold my own body weight up with my feeble fingers. Yeah, no, and not like back in the day. No. I tried to do a ring, like like the Olympic rings. There was a, like a series of them in a row to swing across at like a trampoline park or something. And the first, I just immediately fell. It wasn't even like I held on and almost made to the second <laughs> one. It was just <laughs> slipped right off as if I wasn't even holding on to it. And then imagine being able to do it with your feet, like yeah, you know, and then you're doing it with your, your tail. Feet. And and how can squirrels run up and down trees head first? <laughs> yeah, head down. Like uh, uh, I don't know. Have you ever tried to climb down something head first? You no, fall right over. I would never because yeah, <laughs> you'd fall right. Yeah, you just watch animals in the wild, and you're like, what the heck? How do you? Yeah, yeah. just straight up, straight up a smooth tree. There they go. Mm-hmm. You or see, like. Pick, Pictures of mountain goats just hanging off cliffs. And you're like, Running what? up cliffs, jumping from nothing to nothing. Uh, it's crazy. We I don't understand it. We are kind of lame, I guess. I mean, there are humans that can specialize in things after lots and lots of practice on that. Yeah, but I feel stuff. like even the most lame of squirrels can do that basic. Yeah. And you have baby mountain goats jumping around on cliffs. Mere moments after birth, so I don't know. 
I don't know, but what I do know is you're going to be real proud of me on this next segment because the past couple you've berated me about how terrible old news has been <laughs> because it hasn't been old news. So I, tell you, I wasn't berating. I was gently correcting. Well, either way. Did I say gently? Gen- he said gently. gently, correctly. I added an I extra syllable in there. I think he said correctly. Oh, boy. It's the weird, weird part, but I'm sorry. You'll you'll be proud of me. So I I found out, and today is very easy to find old news. It's not as fun, but it's good to remind people. As in our old news segment, December seventh. What are you What are you doing over there? You're oh, petting a lion. Sorry. No, uh, I have a I have a a wiener mobile, Oscar Mayer oh, wiener mobile oh. that's uh, fashioned into a monster truck. And oh, so I was just, just playing rolling. with it. Sorry. Oh. I was See, rolling it. This is why I don't give you real old news. You fall asleep on me <laughs> before Stop I even tell attention. you what it is. <laughs> uh, do you know why December 7th is famous? Well, it's a day that will live in infamy. That's right. Spencer. On this day, Pearl Harbor Day, 41, Japanese bombers launched a surprise aerial attack on the U.S. naval base at Pearl Harbor on the island of Oahu, Hawaii. Uh, precipitating the entry of the United States into World War II. Yeah. So, that's your old news, to remember Pearl Harbor. Have you you haven't been to Hawaii, right? No, I haven't, but if I do go, I'd like to go visit the Pearl Harbor site. It's the, uh, uh, the USS Utah was sunk. We're from Utah. Yep, yep. USS Utah, well, lots of things were sunk, right? The Arizona... Yeah. Um, that's about all I remember, but <laughs> of specific <laughs> names of ships. Sure. Yeah, we so we went on our honeymoon to uh, Pearl Harbor specifically to Hawaii, <laughs> and we went to Pearl Harbor. It is super cool to see it. Cool and more of like an awe sense, or just like you know, you read and watch movies they have about it all, and it's like crazy to imagine. Just one day going about your day, and then all of a sudden you get attacked in the middle of a war. So yeah, so. it's definitely uh, different to learn about history, uh, you know, in a classroom or reading it at home online or whatever. But to actually be in the location where the history happened, uh, it's uh, it's sombering. Depend well, depending on what type of history is what was kind of when we went to the nine eleven museum. You're oh, right yeah. there at the uh, Ground Zero in New York City, and you're thinking this is where it happens. So I can imagine it's probably a similar feeling at uh, Pearl Harbor. Thinking of like, right. over two thousand people lost their lives that day too. So, well, and you think so? Yeah, like the feeling you feel when you're at one of these sites versus like so we were alive during not obviously we weren't alive during Pearl Harbor, but like. Um, the 9-11 ta- attacks and you know instantly right. like what you were doing where you were um, on that day and so I was trying to think in like Utah or like where we live what was one of the more traumatic events not on the scale of either of the two we've mentioned before obviously right but, um, I remember the tornado what year was that was the tornado uh, it was 2000 no no it wasn't even 2000. It was like 1999 or 98. Let's see. I'll pull it up here. 
I'll tell you what, I was working at a Taco Bell KFC up in Cottonwood Heights when that happened. It was 1999. You are correct. Well done. See? It was that big of an impact. It was 1999. Salt Lake City tornado was a rare tornado that struck downtown Salt Lake City on August 11th, 1999. It was among the most notable tornadoes to hit west of the Great Plains in the 20th century and the second tornado to hit in Utah that resulted in a fatality. So somebody actually died from this tornado. I didn't know that. Uh, But it was crazy, right? Because it was all of a sudden, like, in the middle of downtown Salt Lake, like, a tornado dropped, rolled through downtown, and then just, like, left. (laughs) Yeah. It was crazy. That is a pretty big one. I think that's a pretty infamous thing that most people remember in Utah. Because there was, like, the parking lot by the Delta Center had... Uh-huh. Like tents or whatever, like there was a convention or something happening. I think it was like a Toyotathon oh, or something like that. Just, like just, a, yeah, it dismantled everything. Yeah. Well, and it tore up uh, Memory Grove as well. Oh, did it? Lots of trees and a beautiful park in downtown Salt Lake City. Yeah, I do yeah. remember the, what I remember. The crazy thing was like it was headed towards the Salt Lake Temple, and then like. Veer it jumped it, like jumped it, or took a hard right. And was just like, okay, now continue. Yeah, because Del- it hit the Delta Center, and then it came. It was going towards the Temple downtown, and it jumped over it and landed in Memory Grove, which is on the other side of it. Oh, so, that's right. It landed on the Delta Center, like, like you said, and then jumped over it. And it, I was thinking it went the other way initially, but yeah, how crazy! So there was that, and then. Um, while we were working <laughs> during the pandemic when that was a whole crazy mess and it was before the actual shutdown but remember the earthquake yeah <laughs> on, on it that was <laughs> that was that was a wild couple of weeks because that was when the pandemic was hitting strong and everybody was thinking are we shutting down what's happening and then all of a sudden there's earthquakes and <laughs> there's also rumors of the killer bee are flying around. Oh, that's right. And I forgot about the killer bee. <laughs> so I was like, this is really the end. And then there's all the protests and stuff that happened shortly after that as well. So that yeah. was uh, pretty crazy. But yeah, so, the, the, I think that was a pretty big earthquake. I was at home when the first one hit. And I found out the earthquakes don't really affect me uh, emotionally. Oh, I was like, because you're so, you're so strong in your stature. I guess so. <laughs> uh, doesn't shake you. <laughs> not, it does shake me physically. Yeah. I was, uh, I did feel it, but I was like getting ready to leave to go to work. And I was like, oh, this is a bit of an inconvenience, but I got to rush out. <laughs> I didn't even think of my family. My kids were all asleep in the basement for one reason or another. I don't remember why they were all sleeping down there. I didn't even go down to check. There's some real, there's like these uh, shelves of <laughs> chock full of toys that are on the brink of falling off at any time anyway. Not, could have crushed them, but I was, but I was like, I got to go to work. And then as I was driving, I was like, I probably should have checked on the kids or leaving the gas line <laughs> of our house, see if it's still intact. But It's hard to know. I don't, I don't think I'm prepared for an actual earthquake. Yeah. I mean, it was like a five, right? So. At, at the epicenter, so I'm not sure what it hit 
by the time we got to my place. But yeah, so those are it was pretty major though. How's that for an old news segment? That was great, old news. Yeah, no, that's perfect. That's what you like. All right. Well, I wanted to, speaking of being prepared for things, uh, I wanted to jump into a stuff everyone should know, because we didn't do that last week, and this this will be fairly quick and, um, I hope, valuable. So this is Toolbox Essentials. So you may never be called upon to build a house, but when the cute girl, this is from the book, the cute girl next door loses her earring in the drain trap, you call yours the drain trap? Shouldn't I, you I be... call it the pee trap. The pee trap. Shouldn't you be ready to lend a hand? Here's the bare minimum of what every guy should have in his toolbox. So you tell me if you've got these in your toolbox. A tape measure? Yes. A carpenter's level? Yes. I assume that's just a leveler, right? A yes. claw hammer? Uh-huh. A stud finder, you don't need that. You can just, just yeah, we know where the stud is at all <laughs> times. Uh, never gets old that joke when you're like, I got the stud finder, you put it on you, and beep, beep, and beep. Flathead and Phillips head screwdrivers. Oh, yeah, nails and screws of varying sizes. A monkey wrench or wrench set. I don't now, have like a full on monkey wrench, but I do have a pretty large like pipe uh size pliers oh okay not like that's probably in the same wheelhouse probably the same wheelhouse yeah those are so nice compared to like trying to always find the right wrench size yeah um allen wrenches set of pliers a handsaw utility knife and retractable blade a pair of work gloves, a spray can of WD-40, duct tape, safety goggles. We all have those now. Yep. Speaking of band of variable speed reversible drill, a staple gun. I don't have a staple gun. I do. I have a, I have a staple gun that's even more powerful because it's driven off of a air compressor staple Oof, gun. That's nice. And launch a nail right through your hand if you want. <laughs> or anything. <laughs> yeah. Sandpaper, super glue, wiggle, wood glue, and tacky glue, and then a flashlight. So um, I think my wood glue is expired. I do have a bottle of it, but I don't know if it would work that well. I mean, don't, I don't have a ton of occasions to use wood glue, but I do have a bottle of it that probably doesn't work. But other than I, that. I feel that way with super glue, too. Like, as soon as you open it, it doesn't have a great shelf life, but... Yeah, I just bought some fresh the other day. Uh, I think the thing that's going to set you apart as like a, a real man versus one that's just prepared is if you, if you have epoxy Ooh. waiting on like the two tube mix glue, you know. Epoxy. <laughs> that's I don't have that's that. what not, sets you apart. I'm not a real man then. I better go get some. Yeah. They do have the every tool you buy is a long-term investment. A good hammer should last a lifetime. Um, yeah, I always think that. So I've got so once you buy your own house, right? You just you learn all the things you don't have that your parents just had, specifically your dad. Yeah, um, and 
So whenever like a house project would come up, my dad would bring his toolbox and I'm like, I would have never even thought to buy this weird random tool that you have. (laughs) (laughs) Or my father-in-law had like this cool screwdriver. I can't remember what he calls it, but maybe you've seen them. They don't really make them anymore. So I found one on YouTube or YouTube, eBay, but instead of like a normal screwdriver where you're twisting your hand, right? Left or right to loosen it or tighten a screw. I know, I know how a screwdriver works. Yeah, well, so, so this one you can push. Like, you just push it, and based on yeah. how you have it set, it'll, like, you know, left or right. But righty-tighty, lefty-loosey type thing. I've but seen those. Those are pretty Those are pretty awesome. They're incredible. So I instantly tried to find one and buy one. Um, and then you should have a small notebook to your toolbox to keep important data about your home. Keep a record of various paint colors so you can match them in the future. Note the last time you changed the batteries in your smoke detectors. List the specs of an unusual light bulb throughout your home. (laughs) Um, While you're at it, you may as well include the date of your wedding anniversary. Every reminder helps. I don't have that, but I can see the usefulness of it. There you go. There's stuff everybody should know. So we've frequent Disneyland um, a lot, me and my family. And a couple of years ago, we saw the most beautiful being we've ever seen in real life, and that was Chris Hemsworth. Uh, so I saw him. And this A while time, ago. That was like five years ago, right? Yeah, that was probably like five years ago. So I've never seen a more beautiful man, for sure, in my life than him um, up close. But every year and around he, Christmas, he's been in the same room as me, by the way. So that's same. <laughs> well, let's just say all the stud finders would be jumping off you and jumping to him. It's <laughs> like, oh, well, we were so wrong. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this time we're we, me and my, I was chasing my kid down an empty path in Disneyland, and. She goes running, and I, I'm fixated on her because I don't want her to get snatched or lost or whatever. So I finally catch up to her as I brush past somebody, and I spin around to say, like, sorry or whatever. And I look, and there's a checkered shirt or a plaid person, which is like a guide. And the usually famous people, rich people, or like families willing to splurge will have this guide taking them around Disneyland. So then I see somebody in like a, a leather brown bomber jacket with blonde hair. And I'm like, wait a minute. That looks like that's Brie Larson. And so saw her and then she had a couple friends or whoever they were. What a fun celebrity encounter. Uh, I she, wish that you would have said pretty, something to her. I know. I wish I would have too. I always feel weird around celebrities. Like I imagine they don't really want to be talked to if push comes to shove and then if they do get talked to they want to be treated like a normal person and then last of all is to be you know like gaga over school girl like fangirl <laughs> i guess what i really wanted you to do to is, was to make her feel better about the marvels to let her know that there's <laughs> at least one person that liked her movie because you loved it Right? I did love and it. It bombed at the box office. So if you could have just said, three, I got to catch this baby, but I loved the I Marvels. Keep it up. I should. And then That's... that would have just made her day. I probably would have said that exact thing, but, you know, I didn't. So. Yeah, 
next time. But Bree, if you're listening, I loved the marbles. Uh, I've got to go you catch dagger when you post this episode. So. <laughs> it's so funny too because I literally like felt bad. I told everybody I was with. Like I just ran into her. My dad was disappointed because he's like, "You should have got your autograph." I'm like, "On what? It's not like I'm carrying around yeah. paper and pen." I don't know what you do with an autograph unless it's on like something interesting. Right, and then I'm not going to get like a stop her and try to get a picture and you know because she was on her way somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, and then it's funny because I literally went to Instagram because I follow her and I sent a message like, "You're never going to see this, but just so you know." <laughs> I brushed elbows or shoulders br- with you. I, yeah. That's... <laughs> and then, like a weird person, I was like hey, maybe one day she will see it and she'll say something. So anyway, there you go. Brie Larson. Thanks. Thanks for being at Disneyland so I could add another celebrity to my list of seeing in real life. But it's funny. I saw saw Kris Jenner getting on cars once. I walked past her. She was going in the exit. I guess that's where they take them. So yes, they don't stand in line. But. So they don't because they're they're not pez, they're not peasants like we no, are. No, and I'm pretty disappointed that that's who I've seen instead of Chris Hemsworth <laughs> or Brie Larson. I'm really good with minor celebrities. Like I almost become friends with minor celebrities, but big celebrities just not. Yeah, not you know like our riot child friends. I wouldn't even, I don't know if I'd say that's even minor celebrity. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, they'd be minor. They have some celebrity to them. Okay. In certain circles. <laughs> I'm very famous among the people that think I'm famous. Uh, all right. Well, what's some wise words? From <laughs> well, uh, I came across a quote the other day from uh, Claude Levi Strauss, not of the Levi Strauss uh, pants company. This is the 19th century ethnologist and anthropologist. Um, Side note about the Levi guy. Have you had Levi's lately? Have you, do you ever wear them or see them? I, I wear different brand. Apparently they're high end. Uh, pants and um, I bought Brienne some recently and she was just so thankful and happy about it. I was like, oh. About Levi's, huh? I thought Levi was like the lower end of Levi's but I guess... I wouldn't sense. say lower end. I mean, they're like the standard I would okay. say. They're the standard. Alright, sorry. So not that guy. Okay. Not, not that guy but Claude Levi Strauss. Uh, he said, the wise man doesn't give the right answers. He poses the right questions. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about that a lot because how often, like, I, when I tell people to do something, they don't do it. But if they make their mind up to do something, then they're more likely to do it. So if you're someone comes to you asking you a question or wanting a solution to something and you ask them questions about it and they come up with the solution themselves... They're going to feel a lot more empowered to and act on those those thoughts, you know. And I think that's a common problem that I have. Like, when my wife come, like my wife has a problem, then I try to just give her a solution, or my kids, or my coworkers, or whoever it is. I feel the need to to say, you know, here's the answer. Here's what I would do, you know, or whatever. Instead of saying, well, 
let's figure out, let's ask you some questions and have you come up with it on your own. So think about that as you're trying to influence people, you'll probably get more, you'll, you'll seem wiser when you, if you help them figure it out on their own rather than trying to do it for them. Yeah, that's one of the best ways to influence people is to make them think it's their idea. It's seed planting. Inception. Yeah, inception. <laughs> you, you, it's, but it's part of the long game. You have to <laughs> seed plant yeah. and inception them uh, way early. And then as they come to you finally and they say, well, actually, I had this idea. And you know all along it was your idea. Yep. And then they do what you want. But yours is more pure of an idea than mine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> how good of a movie is inception oh man we should go back and watch that it is really good so good all right well thank you for listening to this episode of life lol extra extra long one it seems like as long as usual it's by a couple minutes we usually average 38 but I did enjoy our conversation, so that was good. Worth it. Hopefully, all of you do as well. Um, follow us on Instagram at life.lol.podcast, and make sure you catch up and listen to all our episodes if you missed one. Um, Brandon, always a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, it's just a delight. It's always delightful to talk to you. My name's Spencer, and we hope all your dreams come true. Okay, bye.